Resident Drone, the Rush Rock'em, Jimmy, let's drink a moment, Check out a classic song, let you wrote. Rush Rock'em and Dreamer'd. It's. Secret. Hey, I got a secret. That I've been keeping in my stomach And feeding every day But we can't have it So put it in the rabbit Take it away Sure we made it Cross the line, but everything that we said went turned into a secret. Now we made it through the night time, and we never crossed the line. But everything that we said went turned into a secret. Shotgun Jimmy. Right on, man. Uh, okay. I'm going to count down. Alright. Right after one. It's like three, two, one. Okay. Alright. Three, two, one. Alrighty. Here we are. Episode five of Rockwell with today or this afternoon it's my second of the day it's been a <laughs> oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be <laughs> i'm gonna be editing it but yeah we can restart <laughs> all right Yeah, I'm peeking too now that I see. I'm brand new with this. We could probably do like a three, two, one. Like. I'm right, right, right. All right. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Boom. Cool. All right. Welcome to Rockwell with Shotgun Jimmy. Uh, number five. I recorded one this morning with uh, a. Welcome. How you doing today, Jim? I'm I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good ish slash sort of okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear you. I sound better than I am. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe man. Maybe is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm, how how would what would you like me to call you? Jim, Jimmy, James. What? Jimmy's good. Uh, Jimmy's Jimmy. good. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm just on the uh, or whatever. Okay. Uh, Maddie. Maddie boy, Doctor Matt, Doctor Maddie Rockwell. You know, I'm just on the far side of COVID. I just had it like last week, and I'm still compromised. Yeah, I still have a headache all the time. You know, I don't want to get into just like boring you with the symptoms. I'm but not when I bored. say I'm, 
okay or uh well-ish yeah my uh because <laughs> i'm still like a little bit affected by this thing for some reason friend of mine uh has had long covid and i get i haven't had covid yet as far as i know uh so yeah but i get the awesome. impression that it's scary and shitty as fuck oh, they're not scary yeah, but not yeah great well, it could it's scary for a lot of people? I think it wasn't scary for me. It's just been a pain. It's been annoying, a literal and and figural pain. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. That's it, all right. It does. Anyways, it it, it messes rally. with the muscles, makes it hard to work or fatigue, all of it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a strange one. It feels like an alien presence in a lot of ways. <laughs> How old are you now? Uh, forty-four. Yeah, I'm thirty-five. Uh, I met you, or, well, I first heard tell you back in uh, 2004, 2005, whenever Shotgun and Jaybird put out uh, There Were Days and, and There Were Days or whatever, that EP. Nice. And uh, I remember this is like grade 12, and we're just, we're just like, my buddies and I would go down to Random Play or CD Plus in downtown Halifax and pick up some indie stuff and I don't know I'll get a weekly allowance of 15 bucks and I would just go downtown and that would be enough to buy a UCD or a indie CD and uh, go from there uh, <laughs> so yeah I heard heard that EP and I was fucking blown away um I don't know how that much one you might talk be coming about. out on vinyl. Yes. Okay. Good. They're working on that. They're working on that right now. Yeah. I'm putting that one out. I think that's the last I heard. We'll be sure. There to was keep people posted. There was, on uh, yeah, um, obsolete records. You know how they've been putting out yep. reissuing stuff and putting yeah, things out. I know Ian. Yeah, they're inter- Yeah, so Ian's interested in putting out some Shotgun and Jaybird stuff at I'm some so point, glad. and then yeah, so him and uh, Paul Henderson are working on it, and I th- the last Paul? I heard was that Paul's good. good. Paul's really good. He's back in Sackville. Back in he's the bag. At, yeah, he was in Toronto for a long time. Now he's back in Sackville, uh, working at Strutz Art Gallery. <laughs> back to so classic right times. In the world. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Well, he used to work in the Media Arts Center. Right. He wasn't. He was in Strutz, but he was in the back and running Fawcett Media Arts, and now he's in the front. He's moved up in the world to now. Yeah, this running. is. So, where are you from? Ajax. Ajax, okay. Ontario. Some 41. Same as some. Yeah, some. That's where I was going too, yeah. <laughs> some 41. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Is yeah. that it? I might uh, be. It. And, like, uh, what, like steel and paper and cars and stuff like this? Well, it's that part of Ontario where they do a lot of that stuff. Ajax was a munitions town. It wasn't even a town. And oh. then during World War II, they just started it to make bombs. And my grandfather worked in the bomb factory. Whoa. I remember he had an empty shell in his basement. We thought it was pretty cool. Like, it was a bomb without the guts in it. Yeah. That is cool. And, uh, yeah, well, it's pretty neat when you're a little kid. Yeah, until you realize what it is later on. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I picture, I always pictured like riding on it, flying through the sky, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I, kid, I never imagined it. I thought it was more of a rocket, like, like Doctor you know? Strange Love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beauty. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Ajax was a cool place to grow up. I, I mean, imagine it's re- so close to Toronto. So I did the same thing. You know, when you're talking about going into Halifax and buying records in grade twelve, and grade twelve, I was going into Toronto to do the same thing. Probably, I remember going in to see Sloan play. Yep. on the roof of cfny whoa well, that's trippy and yeah they were doing kind of like the beatles thing <laughs> playing on the roof when they put out one chord to another yep and, big time uh, yeah so what's that 96 i think maybe yeah that's that's it and yeah and i had to skip i remember skipping class but with permission from my folks you know saying like wow. sloan's playing on the roof of the radio station i gotta go and they're <laughs> huge, like yeah cool huge yeah and uh <laughs> yeah going in to see all ages shows or or buying records going downtown for the first show that i saw was the dinners ruined at the rivoli i think okay and i snuck in i was underage for dinners ruined they did they uh they might have been on touch and go or something at one point okay they were pretty they were on sonic onion yeah. for their last two records but they didn't get i don't think they 
toured a lot. They did tour a little bit, but I don't know. Anyways, I'm not surprised that someone from Halifax might not have heard of, of them. But they were a legendary Toronto band. You ever see really, the... Uh, they still are. They're still together. Jellyfish Babies? The Jellyfish Babies? No. They were on Murder Rex, uh, pretty sure. My girlfriend's bro- brother uh, was the front man of that. Oh, cool. um, Yeah, they came up. I think... Oh, there's a story there. Ian knows. I bought... Picked up their record uh, from Ian at, at Obsolete. Get Go behind the scenes. You ever hear of uh, this... Late sixties, early seventies band Pepper Tree. No. So they were Halifax psych folk group, um, with like Matt Minglewood and and all these like Maritimer legends of the time. And I don't know. So yeah. wait, you started. With, you asked me where I'm from. Yeah. Ajax. Yeah. Where you're from? Ajax is the homeland. <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, my folks still live there. I still go back. I still have some connections to. Ajax. And when did when did you start playing guitar? I started playing in elementary school. Yeah, grade eight probably. Cool. And uh, I yeah. think one of the first things I figured out how to play. I think the break, the real breakthrough moment. I struggled with guitar a lot, and then mm-hmm. I figured out how to play. Uh, a song off of that first Radiohead record, Pablo Honey. So then I learned a couple songs from Pablo Honey. I never learned Creep. I thought Creep was cool. I covered um, that one in grade 10 and 11 with my guys. Nice. I was in a covers band. Kind of peaked musically way back then, and then... <laughs> but now I I'm, I'm back into yet. it. I'm still... I'm lucky. I've always sort of been terrible at music, so I haven't peaked yet but no i I, I was just joking that means that the future for the future i'll gives bright bright hope for me (laughs) someday i will peak and and oh man well great i've seen lots of peaks i've seen a couple valleys (laughs) honestly but uh yeah no i um we're gonna get into it if you want to for for sure okay go Uh, ahead uh let's do it yeah so where are you now now i'm in brandon manitoba i wonder if you if you all can hear, I'm in my studio, Beauty. and during the day, there's a bakery above it. Well, there's a bakery above it all the time, but during the day, you can really hear them walking around up there making bread. <laughs> make, it's a it's a French bakery, actually. It's very nice. Sounds Chandra. like sounds like my place in Dartmouth. Uh, I kind of live between two places, like my girlfriend's and my place, until I finish school. And uh, paper thin walls in in Dartmouth. I'm in Clayton Park right now. Uh, next to Belcher's Marsh. Um, sweet. Getting that sweet wetland action that I miss so much from Sackville days. But um, anyways, I'm in the Belcher's Marsh sand closet right now. Um, awesome. Getting sweaty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's see. What was your first band? The first band I was in was called Drummer. Okay. I was I was in high school in Ajax and Jason Baird, he's a really great um, multi instrumentalist. Yeah, and Baird Bros. Epic, yeah, one of the Baird Bros. He did his placement for Teachers College at my high school. Oh. So he came into my cla- my band classroom, and uh, I was taking. Uh, I was in my final year of high school. I fast tracked through high school and did it in record time just because I wanted to get out of there so bad, not because I was a a gifted student. That's what they used to call mm-hmm. the smart kids back in the day. Yeah, I, I So I wasn't gifted, but I was <laughs> I wasn't in the gifted track, but I sort of had the, the gifted schedule because I was just trying to get out of there. Mm. And in my last year, I was trying to just get a few extra things, just enough credits to pass sort of thing, yeah. get out early. And I was taking an early band class i got permission to take it on saxophone even though i wasn't a saxophone player so take junior concert band even though i was a senior or something like that Mm -hmm. and play an instrument i said i'll play anything you need like if you're short on anything (laughs) i'll do that so i was a saxophone you're ready to be the multi-instrumentalist right from the get-go yeah yeah so jay came in and he sat next to me Uh, well he came in the way he tells the story is he came in and they he went into the office and met all the teachers or whatever and they 
it was like attached to the band room and they said you hear that out there and he said like the rest of the band was sitting quietly and then there was this one guy who was going like (laughs) yeah and he's like yep and they're like you can try help that guy (laughs) and that guy was me he came out and sat next to me and you know we started chatting and in the first few minutes we were talking about music and i realized that he looked kind of square but that he was a cool guy you know he's he knew the right bands you know and that sort of thing i was quizzing him as any any high school senior would yeah and uh then he had a band with his brother jesse baird and uh this other fella dwight shank in toronto called drummer and he invited wonder if he invited me in to play with them or he they had a show booked in ajax at the chameleon cafe that's a deep that's a deep cut right there some 41 played the chameleon you know this is like a legendary ajax venue i'm talking about it was it was the only cool venue that i ever knew in ajax and some some great toronto bands would come out like the mean red spiders came out and played there and maybe even do make say think (laughs) excuse me talk about peaking Speaking right, of sure. do makes Gazintite, that's one of the side projects. <laughs> um, so drummer was coming to play in Ajax, yeah. and they asked me to sit in with them. I think so. This is for me. I was in high school. I'd never done something cool like sit in with a rock band. So then I went into the city and learned. Did a couple of rehearsals with them. I think in preparation for it. Yeah. And then I played that show with them in Ajax, and then I ended up just joining the band. So I graduated the next Join year. Join the band, yeah. <laughs> and uh moved into toronto immediately and got a job as a janitor janitor's and luck i played yeah. i know and then i just trying to track it on my memory here go, go for it if yeah, you don't yeah. mind yeah. yeah no it all fits it all fits then yeah then i started a band called the janitors okay i was in drummer and at the same time as drummer i started a band called the janitors uh with jay jay was in the janitors too and jay fred, and the janitors. In the ja- <laughs> fred from shotgun and jaybird was also in the janitors this how's fred shotgun and jaybird he's good i think yeah i think he's good. up in sudbury uh now good i want to track and him then the jan- oh yeah you should you should mm-hmm. and you should talk to julie too oh my god and then i'll lose and yeah I, i'll yeah thank you for and, uh gracing me with those words thank you yeah, Julie's great. And then oh, I love let me tell you about the janitors. She let me bike a few times. Anyway, sorry. Nice. What were you so saying? So then the janitors. <laughs> so then we had. Let me say janitors a few more times. Yeah, janitors. J J Bear J janitor. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So then we had, we all had different bands, but we were also in this band, the janitors. But the janitors took off. Brody yeah. West, uh, like amazing Toronto saxophone player, also has a band called Eucalyptus now. He was in the janitors and uh, Alphonse fear great trumpet player was in the janitors. We, we all worked as janitors together and I was the head janitor. I got this job at a nightclub called helium nightclub big, okay. like, I don't know, 2000 people a night would come Whoa. into this place. This was, was it like part, early part 2000s. of the helium chain, like a uh, standup? No, okay. no, this was owned by, it was owned by um, a person that owned a bunch of big nightclubs uh in toronto okay um in that area adelaide sort of like in the real really in the downtown core these really big awful nightclubs where people would come and oh i have listened to bad techno like old night some remnants 90s yeah and then you know get high and dance all night oh fuck yeah like at the time it was like revved like all the drinks were sugar looked like yeah sugary alcohol drinks yeah it was just before I think I've got gut problems. The Red Bull kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we were we all worked at this big nightclub and I got hired on first. Yeah. And so I shaped the janitor crew. I got to hire all musicians. There were a bunch of us. There were probably five or six janitors. This club was really big and need a lot of people to come in and clean it every day. Yeah. And it just got destroyed every night, you know? Oh, big time. And then we just so every, we would hire every yeah, I imagine. Yeah. We'd hired people that we thought we needed in the band, not that we needed in the club, not to do the actually cleaning job. Like all musicians at the time, we all needed work outside of playing. 
and it was the perfect gig for a musician because it was a day job and there was lots of flexibility because i was the boss so if you needed to go on tour or something i could make it work easily wow and what a dream uh yeah, so then you could go and play music at night, and then during the you just go work half a day, like sort of morning, late morning into early afternoon. There were sort of shorter days, yeah. just get the job done and get out of there. And uh, we had cool. a, so we had this really cool band. All of that is to say, we had this really great band, the Janitors, and the Janitors started to get huge in Toronto. Like it just took off, I, I and bet. it sort of it felt a little bit weird to to all of us. You know, we are all kind of like, we have all these other projects that um, aren't songs about cleaning. <laughs> and then we have this <laughs> this band. We also had the Janitor Olympics where we challenged the janitors from another nightclub to a janitor's Whoa. Olympics where you would, like we had these competitions uh, where you would <laughs> have to do, you'd ride a bike, th bicycle through the nightclub and then you you would do jousting. <laughs> This is some fun guy, stories, buddy. <laughs> then the other the other team would take a mop on a mop bucket and mm -hmm. they would roll it at you with the mop aiming Jousting. out towards the spokes of your yeah. bike. Yeah, so you would have to knock the mop oh, out we, of the way before it went through the spokes of your bike. We did BMX jousting in 2003, 2004 in high school. We'd meet at the foot, yeah. the baseball pitch or the whatever and strap up like lacrosse gear and lacrosse sticks to bicycles it was fucking i've got some footage of it all maybe I'll and then, uh, this is very similar this sound yours sounds a little bit more jackass yeah than ours it was, was the time maybe. yeah yeah and then we had another one where you had to climb over the stalls in the girls bathroom like like not over the door but you'd be in one stall and then you would climb over to the stall next to you. Yeah. It was like it was more of a trapeze Whoa. artist type of one, but it was a race because in the in the <laughs> in the girls' bathroom there was like two rows of it was like two lanes for <laughs> yeah. racing in, two rows of stalls, one on either side of the room. So then you'd be stay you'd be standing on a toilet at one end, and then someone yell go, and then you climb and then climb over into the next one, climb over into the next one, climb over to the next one, get to the end. Then if you could flush the one at the other end, that's how you got to the finish line. Whoever, so you'd like pretty much jump off the top of a stall and have your foot hit the flush thing as you're flying down to the ground. Jesus. So the janitors got too popular, and then we yeah. broke up the band. We played. So our, and, I'm and sorry. So and this was like a. These, would you um, would you ever turn into like a BA thing and like have these competitions like at a show? No, no, no. This we just challenged another nightclub to the janitor Olympics. Okay. But then the janitors got so popular that like I would go to the grocery store and people would be like, "You're the guy from the janitors," <laughs> and I and I didn't want that kind of fame and that kind of stardom, at least no. not for being in the janitors. So That's then, weird. Yeah. We broke up the band, and I remember the last night, I remember the last show of the janitors was in Kensington Market, and it was at this amazing uh, club, and I'm blanking on the name of it right now, hmm. but it was the coolest club in Kensington at the time, and it was a club that also had open mic nights and stuff like that. What the heck was that place called? Say it, put it in the comments if you know what it is. Oh, I, I for sure. I'll, uh, I can't remember what it we're is. We're just getting rolling on Rockwell Withs. Do it. Yeah. Get a blimp. Get the five-year plan. That Rockwell blimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, the Janners broke up, and then after that, I think was um, the next band I was in was the Jaybirds okay. in Dawson City, maybe? Yeah, and so it was on to Dawson City. So, so kind of Well, it wasn't. There was a lot of time between that, like Janitors okay. and Drummer, and then Jay Baird and I moved out to um, – Somewhere in there, Jay Baird and I moved to Sackville for six months to do like a sort of writing residence. And Jay and I moved to, to Sackville and we were there for six months, maybe a little more because our car kept breaking down when we tried to leave. And I think after the six months and then we went back to Toronto and then when I, I don't know what, I, yeah, then we... I don't know what happened. It's kind of a bit of a blur, but of for me, there was like a bunch of back and forth between Sackville and Toronto after that. Yeah. You know, I think I had an apartment in Toronto for a while, but I was, I was dating someone in Sackville. So I was 
going yeah. i was working at the nightclub i think and i was going back and forth this is before 2005 or what which time are we talking yeah to? yeah yeah this is between 2000 and 2005 okay before 2005 before the big the big shit for me yeah okay yeah and so for me that was a real that change like my life changed a lot then because that's when i started using airplanes i hadn't been in airplanes much before that you've got like paper airplanes and all that shit yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah before that i had always like going to sackville prior to 2000 i think that was about 2003 before that it was always like a 18 hour pilgrimage yes from from Toronto. yes i've done that you a know, couple cause, times yeah yeah because my my connection with sackville is that my brother w- did his undergraduate degree there brother yeah yeah art history minor and he still lives in sackville huh. so I, oh. i've been phil when i was in high school and he was in um grade 12 and he he went to go check it out yeah and the two of us he was thinking about going to school there so he and i took the train to halifax and we went and looked at nascad university that back then it wasn't a university it was a college mm-hmm. and uh and then so we spent a few days in halifax and looked at nascad and did a tour yeah but go on yeah and, and then we went back and then we took the train a few hours back to Sackville and hung out there. So then that was, and then the whole time he was doing the undergrad degree, I would go out and visit him. And so I got to meet a bunch of his friends and I got to see how just vibrant that uh, community is. And, you know, I was living in Toronto at the time and, uh, just kind of amazed you know partially it was the weather you know in toronto in summer it's just so hot yeah it's sticky and muggy i know a little bit about ottawa and, summers i spent some summers yeah. babysitting my nephews there yeah so i'd be you know hanging out in toronto in august and feeling you know burning up and i remember death, one summer yeah. there was this yeah there was like a an aphid infestation over the whole city Oh, and uh, I had a flu and I was walking home from the nightclub and I was all covered in sweat and all these aphids were stuck to my skin. Oh, like my arms were just covered in bugs and my face (laughs) and everything. And and the week before I'd been out in Sackville, uh, like wearing a sweater, walking through the waterfowl park. What a juxtaposition. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, I want to go back to that other place. So that's when I. I always want to go back to, to move there on my place. own. Yeah. So then I moved back to Sackville by myself, um, probably in 2003 or four or something. And then I was there for a year. And then 2005, I moved to the Yukon because um, yeah. Fred had gone to the Yukon with my brother, yeah. John, who, who, who had done this undergrad degree at Mount A. Mm-hmm. And they had been there for like a year in dawson city and uh i kind of thought i'd never see them again if i didn't go up there i just thought they were going to stay so i just was like i'll go up there and visit them and i ended up staying for about six months and and that's when fred and i started the jaybirds uh with our friend dom lloyd and uh yeah we had a bunch of gigs we also had a band with my brother too called the lonesome orchid show show what was it the lonesome orchid showtime review or something it was like a real tourist <laughs> real dylan kind of yeah yeah like we just did it it was like a tourist trap kind of thing you know like <laughs> yeah. timey music and then people people would they had a lot of um tourists up there that would go to experience the wild west sort of thing a lot of people from europe like go Germans up to the yukon like yeah yeah and then we were up there singing hillbilly songs and whoa yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because you, so you worked at the res- resort hotels kind of thing. Yeah. I'm and, vaguely and remembering hope. the website yeah. where you kind of had everything up uh, around the time, around 2005. I, can, I don't know when that went down or what the yeah, domain yeah, was. That's when, that's when we made uh, Dawson Town Recordings, I think, 2005. Okay. Which was the first Shotgun and Jaybird album. Yeah. And then there was a whole, there's a whole bunch you sent you then sent we moved me a handful recently. And we made yeah. We, then we moved to Sackville and made Sackville classics for simple ukulele. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I had them all at one point. It's been years for some of them. And then that's the last one that we made. So those two were just made as a duo with Fred and I. Yeah. The first two Shotgun and Jaybird albums. Super minimal and and sweet. Yeah. Then he and I both made solo albums. Right. He made one called like Rubber Painter Must Remove Soul Recovered to something anti-wicking shield or something (laughs) it was like a really long name and then i made one called the six thousand true stories of love yeah um the dark cloud first is that the first appearance yeah it was on there yeah Yeah. man and then we made then we then julie joined the band and then we made and then um, everything went fucking crazy yeah yeah then she took us on tour across the country and uh just really opened up our eyes to all kinds of new magic new ways of being a musician swamp magic yep. it's from swamp magic to whatever holy moses that's yep. crazy man then we start then then Hen- but then the real thing is henderson so we met paul henderson in the yukon okay and, and you brought him to Bagtown. well we were living in sackville and he'd been in i think he'd been in the yukon for a long time like seems like it years. seems i he could had, tell like, that was, when i met him back in 05 yeah, he was he was very well adjusted there and then but then there was this opening for this position at Fawcett media arts center and uh he came out for that so that yeah. was the real turning point like julie joining the band was huge but also that then henderson joined the band too yeah and you, i think and Paul might have solidified it made it like cause it was you had, so funny because yeah well, Paul could. Paul didn't know how to play drums, so he. I remember. But he. Yeah. But we I wanted you to guys make getting them drunk and convincing them to play and shit like this. I think. Yeah, but we had so we were. Like, we. <laughs> I I remember, us training him up on the drums as like a montage from a movie. Yeah, we did. Of. You did that at George's at least once. I remember some crazy stunts and funny times. Yeah, yeah like we would make him, uh, play. Like with drumsticks on the back of a car, and and then he would have to chase the car up Lawrence Street, and we'd be driving. Oh right. Running. Yeah, I think or I... something stupid. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. But there no, was like, well, yeah, there were definitely. <laughs> You've got so many involved. fucking awesome music videos, too. But this wasn't even a video. This was just like no, I know. we were. We were like because I think gonna, I remember what gonna, you're, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. If you want to be a drummer, it's gonna take you know determination perseverance. yeah perseverance yeah and then then like just a foot of feeling <laughs> comes on and like paul's got sweats on suddenly and he's like Whoa. we're putting him through all these uh different workout routines and stuff to try and i don't know you did a stop motion did... video didn't you am i remembering correctly just to I jump around a sec all right we'll keep going with the, the pulse the, yeah, and uh, then Paul, so Paul initiation. Well, this was so it was it was it did feel like an initiation, and not in a good way. You know, no, like when I look back at it now, I'm saying the, if we if we initiated Paul, I I don't feel good about that now. No, I feel I still feel like it wasn't the coolest thing ever. No. But we used to um, we started it out with we called it kind of like training wheels, like Fred either fred and i would play drums at the same time as paul for the first year or so the paul was in the band yeah so it was two drummers yeah you swapped all the time it was insane it was actually once but then once he got once he got the swing of it or the hang of it enough then we took the training wheels off and then he just played drums and we both played guitar and that's when things got really yeah when um um, trying to get somewhere finally when yeah, that exactly. That out. was the first. That's when that happened. Right. So we, put out we had there. Then there, there. Right. So you had your. And Julie wasn't yeah. even a hundred percent in the band yet. No, she, was she like wasn't super sure. interested. On uh, there were days and then there were days. So trying to get somewhere, she was totally in the band by then, and she wrote okay. a bunch of songs f- for the band, and she played bass on everything. So you wrote I secret. I mixed up. Yeah, I wrote Secret on There Are Days and Then There Are Days, but she sang it with me. I wrote it because I knew she was willing to sing it as a duet. So then, aw. Yeah, man. I'm going to get right fucking... (laughs) Yeah. I just love that she was willing to sing it with me, you know, and I sort of wrote it 
knowing I knew she was going to sing it. So then mm -hmm. I wrote it into that. Same with uh, on uh, uh, trying to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. She and I have a duet where we sing back and forth. And I was just like, I'm writing a duet to sing with Julie Dwaron. Like this is, it's got to be, good, the pressure's on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I was just saying uh, that I was still, I'm still thinking of it in terms of chronological right. order so then yeah julie was in the band and we opened for her on tour and that's when she made um uh snowfall in I november woke myself up woke myself up yeah when we first started snowfall playing with her, was prior to that right yeah I'm, and i'm speaking of the single that was on uh whatever that one that uh clay tour did the watercolor cover for yeah the yeah. first time um, or the second time i can't anyways that's her story yeah 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 exactly yeah because he also did the wooden stars one i think he might have done a bunch of her record covers yeah yeah so we met her when she we met her right after she'd made that record with herman dune and we were hanging out with her when she was making woke myself up mm. and so we got that was the other cool thing too is we got to hear mixes from that record before it came out and you i get to that, that was my first time like having that kind of access to someone's creative process, you know, like I, yeah. I, up until that point, I really records. opened up for you. That's cool. Yeah. So then she'd say like, Oh, Rick, Rick just sent me these mixes. Do you want to listen to them? And I was, we were like, Whoa, of course. And when we and back then, that's when we listened to stuff on cassette tape. So I, I remember like yeah. driving in my car, so and listening to early mixes of that song. Yeah, yeah. So warm and warped, especially if it's cold yeah. out. Yeah. And I should also say, if I'm going to get really nostalgic and talk about Please the do, good bud. old days, that's when we had we had this huge, this massive rehearsal studio at the Foundry, where they made, and okay. uh, the Wheatons, Michael and Darren Wheaton, let us have this amazing um, rehearsal space in there, and that's where we first played with Julie, and that's I remember listening to those recordings there, and that's where we practiced playing all that did all of our uh, rehearsing for touring mm. um that record woke myself up and and that's where we jammed with the constantines like the first time the they Collins. came to sackville remember they met them was this oh god but we it's all right and yeah. also i want to just uh name again michael wheaton and darren wheaton because those guys uh Phenomenal were people. very very supportive of us you know yeah. like as a band in the city and i remember meeting um mike once and talking to him and and saying mike i know we owe, like we still owe you like two months worth of rent or whatever and he he's he said um don't worry about it man don't even no. like don't even bother paying anymore mm -hmm. i i see what you guys are doing in this town and <laughs> i like it okay <laughs> yeah wow. and that's the you know that, that doesn't is happen all the sweet time. as hell yeah and then Mike passed away like just a few years later. Oh, no. So, yeah, some, uh, yeah, I'm always thinking about him and what he did for us. And because totally. that, that rehearsal space we had in the foundry was just incredible. It was, it was I remember uh, wandering around outside of it and always wondering. Oh, if we I jammed could get with in. Chad there a lot too because that's when we met Chad Van Galen. He came and did around that same time. He, he had a res residency at Struts, right? Yeah, so he did a residency at Struts. And, and uh, everyone was talking about him at the CD stores when I was in high school. At, uh, random play. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, have you heard Chad Van Galen? Oh, shit, you're only 16. You're not going to be able to go see him. I didn't get to see Chad at all until, like, Is Sappy. that when he played? Okay, because he played once during that residency. We went out to Halifax with him because he was playing at the Pop Explosion. And he yeah. played in. Uh, he played at the Marquee. Might have been there. I think I on the remember. same bill. I think it was the same bill as um, Hidden Cameras and Arcade Fire. I remember Hidden Cameras playing multiple times. Own palette. I and that's when that's when we made that one. And then after that, we so we toured with Julie just for a little bit for like a couple years. And she and then Shotgun and Jaybird broke up. Yeah and uh just yeah. too and too much uh 
interpersonal? Yeah, it just wasn't. Uh, yeah. It didn't work. Didn't yeah. work in you. It stopped working. And I gathered that at the reunion that you and and uh, Fred did uh, at Sappy a number of years later. I gathered. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, but now you know the one of the things that has. Like now that Julie's on, you've changed records, mm-hmm. and uh, I know I don't you know, feel being the same. Like, I love it. I, I, I love that she's come on to you've changed, and we're that we're labeled. Like Julie and I are still really tight, and I just love her so How much. How could you not be? And, yeah. Every opportunity so, I get, I'll go see her. Yeah. I saw so her I'm pretty, jazz fest like, in Halifax though, this summer. And she's sang on a, a bunch of my records yeah. since Shotgun Jaybird broke up. Couple oh, yeah? Of them at least. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, she sings on Everything Everything for sure. I feel like she's done more than that. Oh, recently, Julie and Chad and I just made a recording for um, The Sweetest Little Thing at at uh, the Owens that's, and Struts. That's last still a year. thing. Yeah. No, it's still there. So last year, Julie and Chad and I... Well, I made a recording and then I got Julie to sing on it and rap on it. She didn't really rap. I asked her to rap because I thought it'd be funny to get Julie to wear on to rap. <laughs> Please. Uh, and then she's just so she's so cool. She was up for it, but it ended up being more spoken wordy. I'm thinking about and a Chad spoken word rap thing, and I'm gonna invite anyone who feels that they can throw down. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. And That's... then I started making records in 2007. Mm-hmm. This is a boring conversation. No, it's it? not. And I'm, I'm no, 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 no. It's not boring. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> taking it in for a moment. I'm, uh, so okay. So Shotgun and Jaybird broke up, and that yep. was fucked up for everyone. And you were with, I'm assuming you were kind of with Ilsa Kramer, if I can yep. re- recall correctly. And and so, let me just pull up my Instagram to get my head. Right here. <laughs> you don't need Instagram. No, I don't, actually. I just want to see the names. Right, so the onlys. But I, I wanted to talk to them in order of my, kind of like, my feelings toward them. So let's go. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Let's, let's go let's Still Jim. Your... That yeah, would be... That would be, like, the peak for me of marijuana experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> and maybe for you, too. By the looks of the album cover, um, I don't know. I might look a little bleary-eyed there. I wasn't. I was just that. Was, I was in the back of the van. I was. Yeah. I was on tour with Attack and Black, mm-hmm. the band that plays uh, as the band on that record. And which is, and, uh, if anyone, I think Dan, yeah, Dan Romano, maybe Dan or Ian. It might be Dan. Dan just turned around and snapped a f- picture with a Polaroid camera. Totally. And that's just a Polaroid. And they get, those up. guys looked up to you so much. It was it was a really cool experience. From it's funny that watching they looked up to me. Just they only looked up to me because I was older than them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I picked up on now. That too. I look up to those guys. Oh. Those guys are yeah, Romano's. Very... Sorry, Romano or Romano? How does he like Romano? To... Romano, right? Yeah, so what I always said, but I, he's I from Ontario. A lot of, I hear a lot of people say Romano. Like they know Romano? what they're talking about. Romano. Okay. Yeah, in yeah. uh like on the West Coast on some of those That's podcasts. That's the hipster way of saying it. Yeah. Um, like Daniel Best Show, Romano. Tim's Office Hours. He was on Office Hours. At, uh, I don't know if you're. Oh following. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they called him Romano on on Office Office Hours on Office Hours. Office Hours. Yeah. Uh, either that or on. No, 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 no. Someone called Best Show, and they were talking to Tom Sharplin. And they, I think it was someone from Toronto, and they were like, "Oh, check out Romano," or, or Tom started saying Romano. Anyway, yeah, I think that's where. Anyway, okay. Romano. I kind of like Romano. Romano yeah. is what his mom says and his dad. Well, I'd say it was definitely <laughs> Romano when he started out, but these days it's is definitely it... Romano, yo. Oh, you're saying it's changed? In my mind. Really? Sorry, I'm 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 imposing. You know. These are your friends, and I'm talking about them uh, as a, from a critic's point of view. So, so sure, sure. Okay, Daniel Romano. Yeah. <laughs> I think it sounds funny, but I'll take it. It is funny it. as hell. 
<laughs> uh, maybe I'll talk to him about that sometime if he wants to. Anyway, um, right. So attack in black. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. Like, because I got to see you kind of write that album live or or, or present it as way before it came out kind of thing. There was a point, 05 to 08, where I saw you probably every weekend or every other weekend. Like, you just were a fixture in my life. Um, that was in Sackville. Yeah. Cool, cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, how long did Still Jimmy take to record? It was pretty quick and easy? Or? It, was, it was fast. I was on tour with them leading up to it so we practiced we'd been playing the songs a lot and probably doing like a cross canada tour yeah um i think with lady hawk yep so yeah definitely that was 2008 yeah we did a cross canada tour with lady hawk oh man yeah yeah you're sparking the memories now yeah and then we it was around i think it was over like maybe the christmas holidays or something it was a fall tour we called it the autumnal tour of 2008 okay. and i made these epic youtube videos every day of the tour like blog style yeah yeah i remember blog. i didn't i didn't see every one but i remember yeah and then do you, so do you have those saved somewhere got, uh yeah they're, they're on a hard drive okay good and then i got to uh then we got to tr- welland well and we recorded yeah. the yeah we recorded the record in a short amount of time. That's like where couple, Ro- Daniel's two, from. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was he was the front of Attack in Black, right? I haven't listened to them in a while. Yeah, cool band. Cool. Yeah, band. and now uh, Ian is in a new thing these days with yeah, uh, ingredients. ingredients. Yeah, I haven't yeah. listened to that yet, but I am going to. I saw Luca uh, this summer with Nigel Chapman. Another label mate of yours, of Napa's fame. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. He's actually a really yeah. tight friend of mine these days, Nigel. Sweet. Yeah, man. All right. So yeah, from... so still Jimmy was quick. It was a quick recording session. Yeah. Uh, Steve Lampke came in okay. and played uh, keys on one song. Um, um, no Blues. Was, Simone it, was that around the same time as No that? Blues? For Steve, no, but, uh, but, Baby Eagles. But we did. No, I think that was 2008. Okay. Yeah, and he recorded that uh, in Sackville at the farm. That's the first time Steve and I really deeply hung out. Mm. Yeah, he's he a came sweetheart. Out. I remember he got a ro- he got a, a ride from Joel Plaskett. JP. Uh, from Toronto. And Not so the first I time remember... he's been mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the first times I met Joel. He was dropping off Steve. In my driveway, no in way. Sackville, yeah, and he was like, "Hey," and I think we knew who each other, like I knew who he, who he who he was, obviously, but I think he might have been like, "Hey, Jimmy," even Whoa. though maybe, maybe. And you not. two have maybe such a sweet like, friendship, it appears too. Well, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, and then Steve dropped. He dropped off Steve, and we played a lot of darts. We yeah. played a lot of darts, and we made that record. <laughs> a lot of conversations. A lot of darts. Yeah. And uh, then the next year, then by the next year, I did Still Jimmy with those Attack and Black guys. And then the next summer, after we made it, they came and played Sappy and so did Lady Hawk. Mm -hmm. And then I recorded a few more songs at the farm that ended up on the next Attack and Black album. The farm. Was that a split seven inch with Lady Hawk? I recorded some songs for the split seven inch, but then. no, I don't know what I recorded them for. Some of them ended up on the record. Yeah. Uh, Liberties was on the record, but then I'm a Rock might have also been on the record, but it <laughs> also ended up on the seven inch. And then the, the Lady Hawk. A couple split. more. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, but those are Attack and Black songs. I didn't record. Them okay. The I, ones, sorry, I'm. Uh, Attack and Black stuff. Oh yeah, I lost track there for a moment. I got you. And then for me, it, I recorded Waist Deep in the Water. I yeah. Think. And but then that was sure is hard to run, Jimmy. right? Yeah, yeah so, that that, been so waist deep was the beginning of of still Jimmy. Yeah, I think so. And then it just yeah, blasted and then so off. Steve ended up on it, and then Simone and sings on Simone, it. and she's was or currently is at Struts. Simone yep, Schmidt, she's working at Struts, I think. Yeah, 
awesome. Everybody yeah. comes back. You can go away from Sackville, but it will pull you back in. Just like Hallie, yeah. But yeah, but still, Jimmy was recorded in Ontario. Yeah. And I think when Still Jimmy was recorded, it was when I was on the longest touring. Seems thing like that it, I'd ever been on. From what it was I recall, eight months. Yeah. I was away from home for eight months. Wow. And toured Canada a couple times, went to Australia, and made that record. And then when I came home, the cats had grown up from kittens into cats, and the fence oh. was covered in grass and all that kind of stuff. Oh. That's a nice way to remember it. Yeah. Such a, such a romantic you are, my friend. Jesus. Ah, it was cool. It was cool to live on the road for almost a year. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, I I lived on the road for okay, two what's weeks. The next... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, two weeks is a long time. That's yeah, my so maximum these days. Still, Jimmy, we got my faves, province to province, use Pars, Lewis Depps, like the whole fucking album. Anyway, on to the next. The Onlys. Yo, yeah, we just, uh, yo, so, uh, we just saw Shark and Jim, and, uh, Morley's Cafe. We just saw Shark and Jim at Morley's Cafe here in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and it was really, uh, rough. Life affirming, reaffirming. He's doing an artist talk here, and, uh, Thanks. <laughs> 